So recently, I was gifted with a houseplant. Um, it was a particular kind of houseplant for people who aren't particularly good at caring for houseplants was the gift that I received. It was a Philodendron Prince of Orange. Very fancy name. And it came in a special pot with a water reservoir that you fill only once a month and a card that described the requirements for care, a formula for life for the plant. And generally, if you pick up a plant at Lowe's or Home Depot, if you go to a nursery, there are instructions about how, when you take this plant home, you keep it alive. The formula for the particular plant that I received is uh, bright and direct light, water once a month. Remember, that has got that big reservoir in the pot. Occasionally dust the leaves. I don't know that I've ever seen that on a plant care list, but you have to occasionally dust the leaves and you rotate the pot a quarter turn once a month. So when you water it, you turn it a quarter turn. And that's how this plant lives its best life. People too have a formula for life, conditions under which we thrive. And tonight we're gonna to be looking at the most important part of that formula. This evening, our text comes from Ephesians 2, four to five, where it says, but God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he has loved us. Even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Just prior to these verses, Paul in his letter had been describing the previous state of believers at Ephesus outlined in verses two to three. And he says they were following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air. They were following the enemy. They were physically alive, but wholly separated from God. They were alive, but their conditions were not life-giving. Keeping our analogy of a houseplant, their soil was dry and their leaves were turning brown because they weren't connected to the source of life. We see a transition where we pick up our scripture tonight, which begins with the words, but God. But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love which he has loved us, Paul moves from talking about their previous state when they were dead and separated from God, to being alive and in relationship. What makes a difference between their previous state of death and their current state of life? God, specifically God's character, his mercy and his steadfast and abounding love. The translation I read from tonight, ESV, states, but God being rich in mercy, but it's better said because he is rich in mercy. God saw the state that they were in, that we were in, and because of his mercy and love chose to act. God's mercy, his overflowing compassion, freely given, is an attribute by which he demonstrates his faithfulness towards his people and his love, his great love. His love and mercy are very much a part of his character seen throughout scripture. God is a covenant maker and a covenant keeper. 
on Mount Sinai when the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with Moses. As he held the stone tablets, the Lord passing by proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. That's Exodus 34, 7. In Psalm 103, verse 9, it says, The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. And in Psalm 145, 8, it says, The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. God as a covenant keeper, even when people turn away or break the covenant, he is unchanging. In his unchanged character, he acts. But he acted to do what? In verse 5, it says, Even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. Paul declares that even when the believers at Ephesus and all believers are separated from God and out of his mercy and love, he makes them alive together with Christ. No longer other plants dry and wilted and dying. They have been given life. God acted to bring life through Jesus Christ. Jesus, who came into the world as a vulnerable baby, who lived and taught and healed and loved, who died on a cross for our sins and rose from the grave. We are alive together with Christ, connected to him. This wording, made alive together with, is also found in Colossians 2, verse 13, which says, And you, who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven our trespasses. The life that we receive through Christ has nothing to do with our own actions, but rather is given by God out of his love and mercy. The conditions with which we have life, our formula for really living, is not sunlight and water and food, although we do need those. What we really need to be alive is relationship with God. We are made alive with Christ. Looking at the very end of the verse, verse 5, it says, by grace you have been saved. And this is actually such an important concept to Paul that he re repeats it just a few verses later in verse 8 and expounds upon it. That's usually the verse, honestly, that I, when I hear by grace you have been saved, I start to re recite the rest of it in verse 8. What's so powerful about this phrase, by grace you have been saved, is that the verb is in the perfect tense. We have been saved previously in the past and we continue to be saved now not only has life been given but it continues to be given through this connection to Jesus as I mentioned humans too were created with a set of conditions for living a formula for life we are made alive in connection to the Lord, in relationship with him. That is how life flows to us and through us. But sometimes it doesn't necessarily feel like our conditions for living are very life-giving. We are facing difficult situations, broken relationships, challenging work situations. Our conditions for living mean we don't always feel alive. 
But I wanna share an image with you, a picture that I took. This flower bloomed in a crack in a parking lot in the sidewalk or beside the sidewalk. Although its conditions for living were less than ideal, it still came up through the cracks. It still lives and blooms. And the day that I saw it, it gave me life. As followers of Jesus, we have been saved. We've been made alive and we continue to be saved, made alive with Christ. The primary condition we need for life, relationship with God is provided. That connection with God, his love, his life flowing to us and through us, which means even when we feel like we're living in conditions, maybe like this flower, we are still made alive with Christ. We still have his life in us. Let me pray for us. Father, we just thank you and praise you for your steadfast love, that you are rich and abounding in mercy and faithfulness towards your people. Thank you that we have the opportunity, Lord, that you pursued us, that you gave us the opportunity to have relationship through Jesus, through his death on the cross. Thank you, Lord, that you offer us life. And I pray that as we go through our week and we encounter the various situations, the various conditions for living that sometimes make us feel pressed, that don't make us feel the most alive, remind us that we are alive in Christ. Help us to turn our eyes and our hearts and our thoughts towards you and to receive the life that you have given us. We ask this in your name. Amen. If you were moved by today's message, that was the Holy Spirit wooing you to himself. God created the entire universe so that he could be in relationship with us, so that he could be in relationship with you. His son came to the earth. Though he was completely without sin, he died the death of a sinner, took all of our sins upon himself, and was resurrected so that we could have eternal life. All we need to do is accept what he did for us. You can find out more at westchesterchapel.org forward slash salvation. But why not pray with me right now? Lord Jesus, thank you for suffering and dying for me. Thank you that your death atoned for everything that I've done to separate me from you. I pray that you would forgive me of my sins, wash me clean, and Holy Spirit, come into my life and empower me to live for you. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, we'd love to know about it. Please send an email to info at westchesterchapel.org. Now, our website is under construction right now, so these links may or may not work. But if you go to westchesterchapel.blogspot.com, in the right-hand column, you'll see an article on salvation and a way to get in touch there. If you live in or near Westchester County, we hope you'll join us. Find out when we're meeting at westchesterchapel.org. Again, that website may be under construction, but be patient with us. 
Also, if you're outside of the area, you can join us on Zoom, and that info will be there as well. But we do encourage you to get plugged into a local body of Christ-centered, Bible-believing Christians. Lord bless you.